miss Saturday morning cartoons? That feeling of having most of the humor go over your head, but still appreciating the physical comedy and goofy expressions. Have you ever thought, oh boy, I wish there were more cartoons for me to enjoy, but maybe in Japanese. Wow. Whether you want a cute and fun TV series about pocket monsters for your child to get obsessed with, or spend a lot of time thinking, what would it be like for a human to have sex with a squid? <laughs> That's not anime. You can't fool me. That's hentai. Anime has you covered, though. Uh, adorable creatures, wild plot lines, magical shape-shifting, a Netflix show about a badass karaoke-loving red panda. That's my favorite. Whatever you're looking for, you can find an anime about it. Probably. I bet. And that's really special. Brought to you by the Coalition for Watching Anime or Whatever. Yes, come to see you. I say now, Benson, ja, Benson, Joe. Welcome to episode 180 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goofs. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Adrian Schoen. And I'm Kate Hammer. You guys know it's in 20 weeks? 20 no. weeks? <laughs> Christmas. Is it the, okay. And also episode 200. Okay. Those are going to time out at exactly the same time. Really? I think so. I was Christmas? so sure. I was like, the birth of your child? <laughs> no. no. That's, okay. I think, 10 yeah. Oh wow! I'm gonna and episode 190. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you, you like mark your life achievements? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, 165. That's uh, the, the day that I had my first prostate exam. Oh, that's probably going to be Can't like forget. 250, maybe 300. <laughs> we'll see. I just got a Medicare card for the first time. <gasps> oh, like me too. Eight years. Right. I how long don't... was yours expired for? Oh, oh no, my medic. I'm a very confusing example because I um, probably shouldn't get much too much into it because I don't know if it's exactly <laughs> allowed that I have a Medicare card. Um, it's very confusing because like I'm from Ontario, but now I'm living in Quebec. But technically, mm. because I'm a student, I'm never allowed to. I'm not allowed to be a Quebec resident while I'm living um, and working here full time. Right. But because they expect students to return home for the uh, summer, mm. but I do not. Mm. Instead, I work very hard at a restaurant where all my money is taken by the Quebec government. So I have to do Quebec taxes, which makes on it like literally anyway, I have a Medicare card. They didn't, it, it worked out. And, um, but yeah. also I just, um, I have maybe tell me if this is too much information and I can, we can delete it from the episode. Mark the time on that. I saying now, but I have, yeah, <laughs> I have a, a period tracker app. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah my yeah. Fitbit does that now, and I I, think, it's a brilliant oh, thing. I like it, right? Because, like, now when nurses ask me, when was the first day of your last period, and instead of being like, oh, lady, you could be yeah. asking me science or, you know, <laughs> physics. I'm like, I don't rocket know. Rocket science, I don't. But now I'm just like, oh, let me check this yeah. fun app. Anyway, and it occasionally it gives me questionnaires to do. And mm. to, yesterday it gave me a questionnaire. It was, like, all about, like, whatever. And one of the things was, like, have you seen a gynecologist? And I was like, no. And it's like, as soon as you're over 21. And I was like, oh boy. Like, I just, I always thought that like a gynecologist would be given unto me. Mm. Not that I would have to go searching. Right. Yeah. Um, so well, I'm, in America, like you try to conserve your, your doctorship, even if you have good insurance, because it's a big mm. pain in the ass. And so sometimes like, I used to just go to the gynecologist as my GP. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah. I, I wouldn't see a doctor all year, but I right. go to the gynecologist like every year. And uh, now it's very confusing. And so I haven't been in quite a while. I but. just, I guess like because uh, Concordia's health unit is pretty all encompassing. They do right. a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like if I've ever had questions about my vulva in general, they've been like quite open about like yeah. answering. And they're like, no, it's just a new mole. Don't worry about it. It's hard to get a good, yeah. good gynecologist. Well, I, I guess like I just like it blows my mind that I'm like, wait, I have to go to a separate place for just one part of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's important to watch that health. Yeah, well, and I, I had this very angry French woman when the one time I did go here, and I, I was like, I have like a, a butt problem. I don't know if you like branch out in that direction. <laughs> 
and I don't know why I laughed into the mic. <laughs> I leaned into the mic to laugh. Um, but then she just like jammed her finger in there and she's like, <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's uh, bleeding now. And I was like, It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> And she was she oh was very God. angry, and I I don't know how much English she spoke, or if she just did not care to speak to me. Right. Uh, but it, it was an unpleasant experience, and I was like, I'm yeah. done. Jeez. Yeah. You'd think like, I don't know. I feel like if someone's gonna be willing to shove their finger up your butt, they should also be willing to talk to you first. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 You should warm up to that. Yeah. In fact, it's a necessity. I yeah. think there should be no surprise fingers. Yeah. In oh. general. That's a general rule. Yeah. Not even jazz hands. Okay. Not you warn me. <laughs> You warn me before you break those up. And then uh, in the States, I had a very accusatory gynecologist. And I actually, like, I ran into uh, another That's girl. such a great, like, <laughs> sketch type SNL accusatory gynecologist. She's like, you pregnant? I'm like, that seems impossible. And <laughs> she's like, sure we don't want to do a pregnancy test? I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, why are you getting me all worked up? Right. And then I had one male doctor who just, did, like, I think he's seen so many, like, teen pregnancies. He's like, I don't give a shit. Whatever. He, whatever you need. And I was like, you are my man. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same with a nurse. It was like something, whatever. And she was like, well, it could be very normal, regular thing not to worry about. Or you could be pregnant. And I was like, oh, I'm sure it's the regular normal thing. She's like, or. I was like, oh my God, why are you stressing me out? Sure, you're not pregnant. And I have to run down and buy three pregnancy tests just to confirm that I'm right. Yeah. As I usually do, I always have to run out. (laughs) I can be right about one thing. Yeah. And then Tom's having a baby. (laughs) He's like, actually. Well, (laughs) the nurse was right. Yeah, babies. We're done our campaign. We did it. It's over. We don't have to crowdfund anymore, except that that's super not true. Let's go to the cash corner. (laughs) We just did a serious overhaul of our Patreon goals and perks to better reflect what we need and what we have to offer. If you want to help us literally pay our rent, head to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge what you can. Patreon is how we stay connected to our community and the interactions we have with you, our listeners, really mean a lot to us. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah Angelica, Anne, and Scotty. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once per cycle on the show. Now, we're doing something a little bit different with the way that we do our uh, questions on the show for the next couple weeks. Um... As you might know, we just wrapped a gigantic Indiegogo campaign, and uh, as part of that, a lot of people have sent us questions for the show. Uh, In order to keep things, you know, exciting for our Patreon supporters, we're going to have a featured Patreon question every week that we'll spend like 15-20 minutes on, and then the other half of the show, we will pull random Indiegogo questions from a cup that is actually a turtle, uh, (laughs) and we'll spend like 5-10 minutes on each of those. So, uh, without further ado, would one of you guys like to read today's featured Patreon question? Adrian gestured towards me. <laughs> I can't get enough of your sultry voice. Uh, I just can't. Right? After a weekend of concert going, it's all, welcome to G- DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um, <laughs> That's your go-to. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I had a boss whose name was Jeff, and he always could do the voice, and I didn't know it was a thing. I thought he made it up. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, Jeff, you're so funny. And then I found out, and I was like, you're just a copycat. Oh, Jeff, you're such a hack. Right? That's the word I wanted. Copycat. Today's featured Patreon question question comes from Kendallin, who asks, who is better, your teenage celebrity crush or your current one? What do you do if yours are the same person? Oh, you're consistent. You're loyal, I'm loyal. crusher. Yeah. So my teenage celebrity cr- crush, bleh, my teenage celebrity crush <laughs> was... Uh, He's reverted. Yeah, <laughs> back to high school. Um, well, no, because in high school, I wouldn't have admitted this. Uh, my When I was in high school, my celebrity crush was Cole Sprouse. And I still think Cole Sprouse is great. I'm so glad you've grown to share this because it's important that we know. You don't know who who Cole Sprouse is? No, I don't. The Sprouse twins. Um, Okay, you know, um, like way, way back, Adam Sandler did a movie (laughs) with a child. All right. Um, For what it's worth. And it was called Not Anger Management. It was Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Daddy. I did not have a crush on Cole Sprouse (laughs) at the time of Big Daddy. Tom is a reasonable man. Yeah. Um, but then they did, I think, like Disney's... The Sweet Life sweet... of Zack and Cody. <laughs> okay. But and now, that is when my but, crush started. <laughs> and now he's on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And he is quite sultry, yes. He and he does photography. Yes, yeah, sexy jughead. How old is he? He is. He's like 24 or 5. He's a year older than me, so he's 25, oh. maybe almost 26. Oh, okay. he's yeah. into my territory. So- <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale is supposed to be uh, high school students, yes? Yeah, they're okay. like. Yeah, they're all in their 30s, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, like the Riverdale cast are like. Uh, they're all older than high school students. But they're still yeah. relatively like, 20s. Yeah. yeah. You like, accept that. I think Cole's that. the oldest. The rest of them are like yeah. 19, 20. Okay. And so. they're all super hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that show is fun. I have not watched it. <laughs> it is a fun thing. I only watched the first uh, season. I do want to like say, though, when I read this question, I thought it, I really thought it was like, who's better, your teenage celebrity crush as like one person or a current crush, which is like just anyone in our oh, lives. Right. And I was like, whoa, it's going to get personal. <laughs> and then you were like, same person. I was like, well, you know a celebrity? Like how? Yeah. And then also it, I know who it needs to be. <laughs> like, you know? So I was like, okay, now that's cleared up. Um, do you? So now I don't know. So uh, when I, I was a kid, I, I'm sure I had uh, many, but the one that springs to mind was Johnny Depp. I loved Johnny Depp yeah. so, so much. When And that's the time that you're you're coming, like the hormones are super raging. Like Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. I love the, the goth thing. He did a movie called Don Juan DeMarco with Mar- Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's not one of, it was very sexy, though. Uh he's not doing great these days nope. <laughs> so like if you kind of think of it in terms of like who's better now mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's you know that mm, if you live on a long enough timeline uh, shit goes bad oh yeah so uh but I, I don't think anything ever recaptures your teenage crush because your hormones are so so heightened right um, yeah, I recently watched for the first time Thelma and Louise, mm-hmm. and Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. in that movie is so powerful. Like I watched it, I really thought it was going to be a comedy. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, it's Thelma and Louise, Shlomo, Shlomozel, they eat chocolate in a factory." You thought it was Laverne and Shirley? Oh, thank you. <laughs> It yeah, did Thelma not and hit. Two it twin did brothers. Not they live in a hotel. Until right now. Oh <laughs> my. Shamazel. I have been oh living this lie. Oh my God. And no one's corrected me. That's but incredible. Most of you, right? <laughs> this is so amazing how, yeah, like two women who are famous could only be the same. Yeah, yeah. No, there's only one allowed at a time. <laughs> right. But the ending of Thelma and Louise was just like so. I was like, because I, I, they did it. And I was like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's just like they did it. I think I it's like, good. Oh, that movie's been out for like twenty. We're good. Years. <laughs> to me, it's yeah. very new. They kissed on the lips, and then like chose the moment to die for. I was just like, yeah, because that's what needed to happen. But so many movies, like, well, we can't do that. Oh, and so, God, like, no. the fact that it did, I was just like, and I was like, oh my God, yes, yeah, Sue. Like, this is this movie is so, you know, old. I don't even know when it was first released. When that movie came but out. at a time when feminism was not a popular like mm-hmm. uh, thing, and just to like have that, and also I guess like the rest of uh, Susan Sarandon is great. That's yeah. for sure. Crush. Thinking like, oh, I had the weirdest crushes as a teenager. I am very big on humor and personality, mm-hmm. so like a lot of you know weird British. Middle-aged comedians. I'm with you, David Mitchell. Oh, I love David boy, Mitchell. Boy, did I want to marry that man? What? I still do. Yeah, I'm already I, married, but I'd have. He, a and he's one. married too. Yeah, doesn't matter. Oh, but, I love. Oh, he got that beard, and I was like, David Mitchell, you sassy. Um, I was just in London, and every oh, night yeah. I would be like up at 11:30 because they would play "Would You Lie to Me" on TV, and I'm like, I got to get my David Mitchell time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, what's the actor from Napoleon Dynamite? Big crush on him. Oh, I can't remember his name. Crap, yeah. yeah. But after he like did enough stuff and like was in the figure skating, I was like, mm, I like Napoleon better. <laughs> um, Conan O'Brien, I had a huge crush on at first. Yeah, at first I did. Yeah, what what turned you? <laughs> I think I like saw some back behind the scenes footage where he was just like kind of being himself, and he was actually really mean person to his so assistants. Manic. And he was just like, he actually yelled at someone for like putting butter on fish. And I was like, 
Well, wait, why oh. would you put butter on fish? Okay, well, no, it was something that's a made up. I'm so bad at examples. Yeah. But it was like something like that. He was like, you didn't get the sauce on the side. And I was like, I, and for me, that's big. If I like find someone who I'm, I'm just like, oh, I can't respect you. Like yeah. the crush is gone immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's very manic and, and a little bit, um, not a little bit, but like kind of a desperation of, you know, it, it, that yeah. is a little rough, but mm. I, I still think he's so brilliant. Um, and I, I think that that crush just kind of waned over time because it was so long. Mm. But I, oh, yeah, I had a big thing for him. John Stewart. He's better uh, than Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? I was, sure. I was team Coco. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All the way. Yeah. But yeah, comedians, weird comedians that yeah. are not like conventionally attractive. I've. I'm all over that. Right? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. We're all <laughs> bonding about Tom, you too? Yeah. Do you, guys, do you guys find Nick Offerman attractive? Because oh, I find yeah. Nick Offerman very attractive. And just like so that. open. He's like, you know, he's so open. He's like, I'm seen as a manly man, but I took two semesters of ballet and went to theater school and I cry all the time. So yeah, if I'm the manly man, then I think that's, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. oh, Nick. <laughs> this is the thing, like the, all these guys who are known for being like very uh, masculine, mm-hmm. you know, movie stars, they're still actors in LA that's <laughs> it that's it they like play like I'm Jake Gyllenhaal and it's like yeah but you're just like yeah you, you just you you play pretend in front of a camera yeah yeah. at the and end the, of the day it's just like De Niro sitting around going like I got this new uh, smoothie uh, it's got some bee pollen in it I got yogurt, yoga later today like you know that did that's this happen lives. Well, I, I'm sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to, to see a movie clip about that. <laughs> but, like, you know he's sitting around in a silk robe right. and, and got, like, a Pilates instructor and, like, a chef. and That's no- it. You know, celebrities have have uh, gross sweatpants, too. Yeah. yeah. They go to brunches that they shouldn't go to. <laughs> so just- what's your, your current day crush? Uh, Current day crush. Well, okay, yes. I mean, Cole Sprouse you do, you still. Do still yeah. Cole Sprouse. Um, He's not the only one. <laughs> I I think I think I do have like a bit of a a bit of a thing for Jake Gyllenhaal for sure. Yeah. I cute. don't know. He's yeah. like I like his stuff, um, and I haven't yet seen something that will make me. You know, he hasn't asked anyone to put fish sauce on the side, <laughs> and as soon as that day comes, I swear to God, I'm. Out of there and fucking out. But yeah. for now, I'm all in. Very cute in Prince of Persia. Not a great movie, but <sighs> no <it> terrible, <laughs> terrible theory to that movie. Yeah. To put a bunch of white people in there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I also used to use Jake Gyllenhaal as a joke. Like if ever I'd like a date to work out, I'd be like, you know, I was upset, but then I just remembered, that's right, I'm gonna marry Jake Gyllenhaal, and then everything's okay again. <laughs> uh, and so it's, I think I, I don't even have no, I haven't reassessed if I actually like Jake. Uh, nor do I know him personally, right. um, but but that's like always a, a go to in the back of my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's he's a good looking man. Yeah, uh, someone I, someone I find weirdly attractive is Ben Schwartz. Oh right. yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I have yeah, I have a crush on him. That's true. Dave Foley, I had a huge crush on mm-hmm. in high school, and I met him once, and I was like, it's just the part of my brain that was like, oh, I know you. No, I don't. I don't know you at all. <laughs> <laughs> and by then, I'd already be like, hi. Like, that's it I, yeah. during JFL there was like one a female comedian who I've like just recently gotten really into and she's mm. so amazing and so when the lights went up in an audience and like she was kind of walking like in my direction I was so close to being like oh Steph and I was just like you don't know her this is a <laughs> one-sided knowledge oh uh, Paul F. Tompkins I still yeah. have a big crush on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I love him so much uh, Tom Hiddleston He's a good looking yeah. man. Yeah. I uh, served him whiskey once. Did you? Yeah. Was he nice or? So nice. <laughs> okay. The nicest. Yeah. It was like for a little photo shoot thing and he kept being like, oh, no one can. Yeah. He just like kept me like giving me a wink being like, oh, photo shoots. What you going to do? And I was like, I didn't can you. And I was just like, you know, that's the perfect time to have a witty comeback. Instead, I was just like, no, give back And then walked away. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one for you guys. Okay. So I find this person weirdly sexy, and I can't really put my finger on what it is. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Jason Manzoukas. Well, I can wait, see wait, that. Wait. Who, crap, that name, who is that again? He's, oh, he's... Uh, he plays um, Dennis Feinstein on Parks and Rec. He's uh, on the league. Uh, he's Adrian on a t- Pimento. 
in ton Brooklyn Nine Nine. A ton of podcasts. He's mm-hmm. on. Um, How did this get made? I know, but I'm I'm having a lot of trouble yeah. picturing that face. Uh, no, yeah, I can see that. He can just, you just like, uh, visually describe like, his sexiness to me. He seems like he probably smells really bad because uh. he he he's always really disheveled and like. And you know that gets hairy. Tom going. But uh, no, it's when, that's why it's like it's weird to me because I'm oh, like okay. I feel like probably he's he's kind of smelly, but there's something really sexy about him at the same time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got know. kind of a bug-eyed Jesus thing going on. Exactly. I think he smells. He smells good. I he bet probably he does. smells like lavender. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he looks like he smells bad. No, I, I find he he always. It's just because he's very disheveled all the time. Yeah. So I just assume like if you look like you're you haven't taken a shower, you maybe yeah. haven't taken a shower. Talking about this with a friend today, I was like, we have this friend who just like wears like very comfy sweaters with a lot of holes in it, mm. and they have never smelled bad. But I always relate it to like old punk friends in high school and they mm. they always smelled bad right. so it's like i expect them to smell terrible mm. yeah but it's so hard or if like you see you know jason manzugas across the street but you're standing above a garbage can you're always gonna relate that smell to that face right. isn't that messed up just start this whole rumor that jason manzuka yeah. smells like garbage <laughs> You're yeah, probably right. He probably smells great. Yeah. But he's fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. He never seemed unclean to me. He just, no. he always plays a crazy looks well guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That does it too. Yeah. Because honestly, if crazy people can remember to shower, then are they really that crazy? Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Because yeah. <laughs> Charlie Day, like, if that character from, uh, always sunny like if mm-hmm. that character were real probably smelled like garbage but i don't think that guy smells like garbage right. i bet he that's smells right. like fresh laundry and sunshine that's it i got a crush on him too yeah no he's, he's great i too. like i tend to like really goofy uh slightly lumberjack comedian people you know <laughs> yeah. if they can like have a beard and wear plaid mm-hmm. and also make me laugh then uh, yeah. i like john oliver that yeah. that works no, for no, me john oliver does nothing for me all right. Yeah. <laughs> he has a very specific, yeah, appeal. It's more his accent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw him live uh, years ago in Denver, and he's just so funny, and he's so charming. Yeah. He's so good. Okay. The lead singer from The National. I don't know. Peter Mansbridge. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> if Peter Mansbridge was a lead singer. I would so it would be like a it would t- he would totally be like a Leonard Cohen like spoken word and they said hallelujah and it would oh my god yes oh okay I'm looking at the, the yeah he reminds me of this uh, the actor who's in the Mentalist he's like a gorgeous blonde silver fox with great glasses and I saw them perform live last night and they're just so freaking good. They're so good. And he went into the crowd like three times and just like walked around just singing and people were losing. It was amazing. Yeah. I had somebody make a comment on my Facebook page. Um, I can't remember what it was about, but I, I think I had posted something sort of. Oh, no, it was about how I'd seen a really good juggler, which is like a rare thing. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, it was the first time I've ever watched a juggler and thought like, people should be having sex with this man because he's amazing. <laughs> and somebody came back with kind of a, a pointed comment about like, oh, so he's earned sex through a skill, hmm. which I, I think is, I mean, it's definitely a thing. No, he's earned sex appeal. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yes. I yes. think that's the difference. No one's expecting, like, okay, I did this. No, sex me. <laughs> I threw three balls at the same time. <laughs> I've seen the opposite where I saw a very drunk juggler not do well. But, but like, then afterwards he sat down and had another drink and he had a look on his face like, what happened to all the fucks? You know, he like, he used to, he's like, I was at the top of my game. I would have to push them off. But now... No one wants a piece of this because he like took a shot of rum and then made two people hold a cucumber and juggled knives around it and definitely made everyone uncomfortable with how unsafe it was. Uh, the knives are very real. I hope it wasn't the same person. Who, no, like no. downhill. This guy hard. was like from the National Cirque School and he was like. Oh, he's doing, from the National? Yeah, yeah. And he was doing like a contemporary <laughs> dance and he had all these people with bucket heads and it was really like phenomenal. So he had. 
people bucking heads? No, they had buckets on their heads. Oh. And they would like <laughs> pop up and they would like roll balls at them. And then sometimes you'd pick up a bucket and there'd be like more balls. But it was, it was very, um, <clears throat> It was very artsy. <laughs> so you mean people were employed to stand with buckets on their hands? I, I mean, it was a troupe. They did other things as well, but oh, okay, okay. as part of his performance, they had fun people with buckets on their heads. I would kind of want to be the one person, like, you know how, like, sometimes you can get out of stuff if you just, like, don't look up? So if there's that one person who's like, look, I want to be a part of this troupe, but I do not want to do more than the bare bucket minimum. <laughs> and so, like, other people do everything else, and he just, like, has one glowing moment as a bucket, and then pieces out for the rest of the show. Yeah. Right. And then he gets his credit, too, right? Yeah, it's Exactly. That's all that counts. I don't think you can get away at the National Cirque School, which is a degree in Cirque, with just doing a support role in one juggling act. (laughs) But you can start a band. (laughs) Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of high importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Tristan Damour. You might know me from the Scrum Podcast. Hi, I'm Harrison Mueller-Rajason. You might know me from, uh, anyway... So we're here to tell you about a new podcast miniseries called Hebemus Pod. It's a show about HBO's The Young Pope. Every episode, we'll feature a guest viewer to talk about an episode. Will they have a fresh perspective on the show? Two years after it aired? We sure hope so. It's very simple. We talk about three things. A highlight, a low light, and the very famous Cherry Coke Zero character of the episode. Yes, yes. Uh, and we hope you tune in right here on the Upford Network. Eat healthy, exercise regularly, take cold showers, avoid sugar, practice yoga, drink more water, meditate, practice mindfulness, wear barefoot shoes, avoid fat, eat more fat, go vegan, try paleo, do CrossFit, drink bone broth, try black do P90X, chains, try a dirty squats a day, eat more day squats, keto strongly good cat, mindfully get more protein, avoid the dirty dozen, try a bar candy, drink staying healthy can feel overwhelming at times. Sometimes it feels like you have to change all your habits just to meet the baseline. But sometimes, all it takes is one little change. Ether Kombucha contains four powerful probiotic strains along with essential vitamins and antioxidants, all in a delicious, refreshing package which helps regulate digestion, support the immune system, and aid in the body's natural detox processes. Living healthier can be a treat with Ether Kombucha. Ether Kombucha. Do what works for you. For more information, follow us on Instagram at Ether Kombucha. We have this lovely uh, stuffed Koopa in the middle of the table. Uh, the Koopa is the turtle enemy from the Mario franchise. Uh, <laughs> he has, he, I think he's technically a cup holder because uh, he's got a little cup hole in the back of him. And uh, that is full of questions submitted by listeners who donated to our Indiegogo campaign. So, All right. yeah, we're going to pull them out and do one at a time. <laughs> it's folded many times. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Leon Julian wants to talk about Twitch Plays Pokemon. Do you guys remember Twitch Plays Pokemon? I don't know what that um, is. I don't think that's a full sentence. I don't either. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. So Twitch Plays Pokemon was this thing a few years back where um, basically you guys- Tom's know, eyes just lit up. <laughs> lit up. So Liam is wonderful. Liam donated a bunch of times to the campaign, so there might be a second question in there from him. Um, Liam he and hit I, the wrong audience. Yeah. <laughs> Liam and I have been friends for years. Um, he actually came by for one of the live streams uh, nice. while we were doing the campaign. And he- uh, so so yeah, Twitch plays Pokemon. Basically, you guys know Twitch. It's this like online streaming. Yes, yeah. yeah. You like can post yourself playing. Yeah, and watch other people play. That's it. Yeah. So it's okay. it's a streaming platform that's really popular for gaming stuff. Um, and at one point, somebody programmed it uh, so they had like the original Pokemon game, like Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue, um, and they programmed it so that uh, the audience could type in commands. Uh, into the chat feature on Twitch and have that be relayed to the game. Um, So what ended up happening was um, 
you know, hundreds of thousands of people were watching this and all typing in commands at the same time, like chaos. And so there was just this stream of a computer trying to play Pokemon uh, while inputting every command that was coming in from the Twitch chat. Uh, And so the character would just be walking in circles and like doing weird shit and picking terrible moves during battles. Um, The incredible thing is that they completed the game. Wow. They somehow, (laughs) they somehow managed like, there was just enough people actually trying to like progress it that like despite <laughs> oh the trolls and all the mix-ups and confusion they managed to get to the end of the game and beat it i wow. bet there was just like one person who just like i just want to finish the game and like and he, they must have been so happy when it did but like because there must have been like, you know, maybe at least a couple minutes at a time where like people got bored or went to sleep. Oh, yeah. And this one person's like, now's my time and like directs <laughs> it. But that is amazing. But yeah, there's definitely, I bet just like the frustration of that one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like exactly the kind of phenomenal waste of time that I love. Yeah. Uh, that like you do it because it's so dumb and impossible and, and also just, just to see what happens yeah. yeah like those things where it's like they make two robots talk to each other yeah. and they renamed each other and then they like <laughs> decided to ha- like be married but then br- and like then destroy the world and it was just like so amazing you're like what's the point of this and you're like just to see what happened like yeah. figuring it out is so cool yeah well that's it it was this it was this really beautiful thing where it was really stupid but also like so Such many an great gifts like, around it, I'm sure. Yeah, well, there was there was a there was a lot of sort of lore around it where people were like updating like as the thing was going, and you know, <clears throat> this crazy thing happened at one point where um, you can release your Pokemon into the wild and basically delete them from your game. Oh, um, and is that a nice thing to do to them? I mean, you know, then you don't have to have to keep them in eggs. For... Exactly. Like you can just get rid of them, right? And uh, at one point, <laughs> set them free. Set them free. At one point, some people. Um, like went to the place where you can do that from and threw away like half the Pokemon. <laughs> and so there was like a date during all of that that they called um, Bloody Sunday, I think, oh. because like half their Pokemon like functionally died and like they had to like go catch new ones in order to keep the game going. Oh, no. um, but it was such a like beautiful example of how like even when there is chaos, if enough people get together to try and make something happen, they oh, can do it, right? Yeah. Well, crowds are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever done, like, crowd control and just the way that people just kind of... The internet's a little different because there's always a rogue agent because nobody can yeah. see that it's you. Mm-hmm. Well, and you can't, like... There's just something about looking someone in the eye. And yeah. it's, there, <laughs> there is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's, like, even just crowds of adults that will just follow aimlessly because that is the construct of which we all agree to. Just, like, yeah. that guy's not going down there, so I guess no one can go down there. That's <laughs> like, it. Or if, like that's it that the worst and I mean the worst time that that happens is in a bathroom when you go oh is everyone waiting okay yeah. and then like after ten minutes you realize that all the stalls are empty or and this person's <laughs> like oh, I'm just texting and you're like what and oh. you've started a line behind you and you're like how is everyone taking so oh, long God. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know if anybody remembers the great dig migration. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so there used to be. I, you guys know Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh so, yeah, Dig. Yes. Huh. So before Reddit, uh, they existed in tandem, but there was Dig.com, which was also, and I was, I was on Dig all the time, and so the, like Dig was a huge site, and then they redid their site in a mm. way that made everybody angry, and everybody uh, migrated changed. to Reddit, and then Reddit yeah. became the hugest thing in the world, mm. and then Dig just. It's still Dumb. there, but it oh, just really? died. Yeah, people didn't dig it anymore. Hey, <laughs> and he's left the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I win. <laughs> it was just this like one. I can't like, believe dig persists in existing. You I know? know that's hopeful too. <laughs> yeah. Well, MySpace still exists if it's you true. look for it. Why are they making money? <laughs> I don't know. They Probably have, not. They have to be. Yeah. I think well, Twitter still, doesn't make money. You don't have to be dig size to like, or Reddit size to like make money. Mm. You know, like it's still probably right. a massive yeah. site, even yeah. though you it's... just fire a bunch of people. You downsize. <laughs> you keep one person going. It's the one guy who did the Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ever wonder why Reddit person. looks like shit, I'm sure it's because of what Dig did. Like they're like, we're not touching anything. That's you know? it. <laughs> well, even like things like Snapchat and blah blah. Whenever they do a small change, people get very upset. Yeah. And even I mean. I don't get upset, but like, I think, I don't know, Instagram changed 
the shape of something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. And I was like, wait, why is my first reaction like, oh, that I don't like that. You know, yeah. People don't like change. Yeah. Yeah. There was a point where uh, I think Twitter went from square icons yes, to round icons. that's it. And it fucked up a lot of like logos and stuff that people had in right. their Twitter icons because they were like, shoot, uh, I made my logo for a square mm. and now it's round. Right. And like, you know, those corners are cut off. But so. also small damage well, like, <laughs> you don't know what was in those corners yeah. you know you that's re-upload. where we hid the money yeah the middle the middle of the logo said hate and all the corners said no <laughs> and they're like oh no this is the opposite of what we wanted crap now people think we hate we, we actually hate oh shit should we grab the next one yeah, yeah. let's do it all right uh, i like this like lightning round the next one comes from Rob Green. Rob Green was my high school uh, psychology teacher. He asks, did postmodern philosopher Richard <laughs> Rorty predict the rise of Donald Trump in 1998? Yes, let's yes. move on. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. No. Let's do a quick Google and find out who Richard Rorty is. I love how you introduce him as like my what is psychology teacher. Yeah, yeah he was my AP And then AP instantly, psych of course, that question. It's like, okay, well. Can I read it with my eyes? Yeah, of course. Thanks. Let's see. He tested that and you disappointed him, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Richard McKay Rorty was an American philosopher, educated at the University of Chicago hey. and Yale University. He had strong interests in training in both the history of philosophy and contemporary analytic philosophy, yada, yada. Sexy. Uh, da, 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 my da, new crush. Hey. Yeah, I don't know. He. Uh, but he, yeah. in 1998... This question is apparently he predicted the rise of Donald Trump. Didn't he hmm. help write a book with or something? Oh, maybe. Let's see. Richard. I mean, Rorty. it wouldn't surprise me. A lot of people predicted that something similar to that would happen. Nostradamus. Yeah. Well, if you, <laughs> if you try to match things up to vague nonsense, That's you'll, it. That's you'll it. make it fit. But uh, definitely people predicted. Well, even Donald Trump predicted himself like there's quotes of him saying like if i ever ran for office i would run for republican because they're like something very derogatory yeah, yeah, yeah. to people mm-hmm. of republicans like they're mindless or stupid or something. i don't think it counts if you predict something that you decide to do oh that's true <laughs> but i guess i don't know i guess it's the knowledge of like you know i really do believe that he did not expect to win oh i don't think he yeah. did and either. he didn't want to win no. and now he's like oh. yeah so I found the Rorty quote in okay. question. Uh, it says, members of labor unions. You know what? I'm going to give him an accent. Members. Members of labor unions and unorganized, unskilled workers will sooner or later realize that their government is not even trying to prevent wages from sinking or to prevent jobs from being exported. Around the same time, they will realize that suburban white collar workers, themselves desperately afraid of being downsized, are not going to let themselves be taxed to provide social benefits fits for anyone else Mm. at that point something will crack the non-suburban electorate will decide that the system has failed and start looking for a strong man to vote for someone willing to assure them that once he is elected the smug bureaucrats tricky lawyers overpaid bond salesmen and postmodernist professors will no longer be calling the shots well you Mm. nailed the university of chicago uh accent (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, like, I guess maybe he sort of predicted the rise of Trump, right? Or yeah. at the very least, he well, predicted that something like this could happen. Yeah, exactly. Not the rise of Trump. There was a definitely a huge hole in um, in that area, I guess, and it was filled by Donald Trump. Oh, Tony, uh, stop talking about <laughs> holes in Donald. Um, yeah, but there were. Yeah, there was just like clearly a space for that and, yeah. and he saw it it could have been it could have been freaking anyone yeah oh, i was listening to um there's a good show now on uh the how stuff works network not to mm. plug someone else but uh behind the bastards uh and they talk about the rise of of uh particular dictators and stuff like that and they Ooh. they were talking about uh the people that inadvertently helped hitler rise to power mm. and uh he was kind of just talking about how germany was like berlin had been this incredibly progressive place right mm-hmm. before the mm-hmm. the rise of Hitler that they were actually talking about transgendered issues. They no were, way. yeah, like they, they really were pushing all of those boundaries. And when you see the videos of them burning books, they're, they're burning books about transgender, like politics and stuff like that. 
um, and and how well everybody was doing at that point. And, yeah. and then uh, that kind of populism, you know, took over and misinformation. And mm. so there are always patterns. Like, people have yeah, predicted yeah. this kind of stuff before, and, and we've seen it happen before. But I think that really surprised me how much um, that transition happened so quickly. Mm. Like, uh, that right. somebody was able to kind of snatch up power in a place where people were actually, like, they're literally heading the in highest. the right direction. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like you're you're like slingshotted back. Right. You're like, how did that? But I think if you take the long view of history, things do progress. Ex- yes, yeah. I agree. So I mean, these things happen over and over again, and it's it's just always yeah. scary because you're like, well, I hope we sh- like slingshot back sooner than later. Yeah, like before yeah. we kill a bunch of people for no reason, yeah. probably. Yeah. And that's it. it because like. Luckily, we didn't get Kevin O'Leary to run for federal. He dropped out. But then we got Doug Ford in Ontario, (laughs) who's like just ripping away minimum wage like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just like it's very scary. You're like, oh, I thought we were better than that. Yeah. It's always a little like humbling to remember that Canada is not that much better right. than the U.S. Exactly. I know you guys like to take a lot of pride over it, and I'll tell you, as an American, you guys got a whole problem. Yeah, (laughs) for sure, for sure. Yeah. Our shit stinks too. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Should you grab the next? Uh, yes. Cool. I like these these lightning round five minute. You know. Are they you know, actually five do. minutes? Yeah, I'm timing. Sweet. Okay. Liam. Liam. Oh, Liam's dad. Get another one. Liam Julian. Put it back. Do another one of his <laughs> next time. Oh, okay. Okay. for real? Yeah, yeah. Make him wait. Make All him right. wait a week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Liam. <laughs> Anne Serres or Sayers. Anna Serres, sorry. Uh, talk about how anime does storytelling differently. Mm. I That's wrote good. a paper on this. <gasps> Take the lead. <laughs> That's <college>. convenient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how random. Okay. Oh, yeah, so- sure. Adrian, aka Anna Serres. <laughs> Um, not so much storytelling, but I mean, it, it's, there's an interplay there. But I, I was an art design major, and I did a lot of art history, and I wrote a paper on the evolution of Japanese anime versus American animation. Mm. And uh, there's a really interesting – so, you know, anime comes out of the manga where it's uh, very in-depth storytelling. It's very adult. Mm. It's um, – uh, it's very like finely rent- rendered, but very stationary. Mm. So a lot of times you'll have like a really intricate drawing, but like the, the camera just kind of pans through and they don't actually really do a lot of animation in the scene. You just see like the background scroll by. Mm. And then uh, American animation is kind of rooted and takes a lot from slapstick, uh, Charlie Chaplin, mm. Buster Keaton. Right. Uh, so it's all action oriented and the animation's really smooth higher frame rate uh the backgrounds just loop around they're like nothing mm-hmm. uh and for whatever reason kind of got slotted into kind of kids entertainment although i, I think it was more general when when it was originally mm-hmm. like showing in the movie houses mm-hmm. uh so in the two styles you really see um like a really distinct difference in the way that you know because they get stuff from anime uh, like a from Japan, they air it on TV. They add frames to it because there's, uh, it's so choppy sometimes that right. it's like unpalatable <clears throat> to an American audience. That's really interesting. Like still to this day, uh, I I don't or, now. I think that industry is big enough that, but like I would say in the 80s and stuff, right. they would do that. And you have shows like um, uh, uh, Robotech, which is like stitched together from several different macross uh series okay. you know so like they actually would just combine different it kind of power rangers did that too right. like where they they made a new story just out of the footage that they had mm. um and i used to watch sailor moon and Wait, they, power rangers did that yeah it's like several different shows that they stitched together <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um yeah yeah, so I I don't know that that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I I watched a lot of anime back in high school, um, and I think it was mostly like because the shows that I loved the most as a kid were like Pokemon and Digimon. I wanted something that kind of felt similar, and like those were, I mean, I think that those are very different from a lot of the anime that like you know maybe teenagers would watch. Um, like back then but there there's like a storytelling element to them that I always appreciated which is that like and I found this with like Naruto and like a bunch of the other ones that I watched in high school that I don't remember the names of anymore because it's been like 10 years um they they would do this thing where the first like 10 episodes of any series you can guarantee is just 
the protagonist meeting new characters one by one <laughs> yeah. and finding out what their thing is. Right. And it's like every, you know, the first 10 episodes, every episode is like, okay, today we're finding out like, oh, like let's get a bit of Adrian's backstory and mm-hmm. find out like what Adrian's like superpower is. And then like the next episode we're like, oh, let's find out what Kate's superpower is. And it's like just that until all the characters are established <laughs> and then some like serious shit starts happening. Yeah, they do a, a 180 in tone shift yeah. that I... <laughs> I love because it's so absurd like um, Neo Genesis Evangelion Mm -hmm. like they the beginning of that show is like kids and robots there's a penguin oh this is good fun and then it's like your mom's dead and her soul's in the robot (laughs) like (laughs) mom It's such a harsh, harsh tonal shift. Like, what the hell is happening? But they always take it so well, don't they? They're like Shakespearean (laughs) characters. They're like, dead, you say? Revenge, I seek. Like, no grieving time, (laughs) just in an instant. It's like a single tear that, like, catches the sun as it falls. And And they're like, now I'm done. (laughs) My friend is a professor, and she was creating uh, papers. And, you know, like, I think Americans are taught, like, you do an introduction, you have, like, three, you know, paragraphs of like argument and then you have a conclusion that like wraps all of those things together she said she had a, a girl from japan she wrote these papers and then like it would be paper 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 and then at the end it would just be like n- something entirely different uh from everything else that she wrote huh. that supported it and she said there that they learn to to like present something and then turn it on its head hmm. right and so there's a, like entire <clears throat> flip of whatever like the expectation is and i like i have been taught that way where it's like present and then like develop the you know the counter argument Mm -hmm. but then you have to like you're still supposed to like then push against that one and then have it concluding instead of just like i like that being like a b c f and then just (laughs) like done (laughs) and then you're like as a reader it's like reading a novel instead Mm -hmm. you're like oh can't wait for the next one Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's definitely like um, they always say Tokyo is like the match uh, stick city in mm. anime because it always blows up. <laughs> <laughs> just like everything's like everything like you have your progression and then just whatever they do is unimportant because everybody's going to die anyway. <laughs> but at least we had fun and learned on the way, you know. Indeed. 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 All right. Next question. OK, but we all have to talk in transatlantic voices from oh, now on. I love it. Uh, gotta be a star okay uh amos uh bohusu uh do people laugh in church on sunday i did when i used to go to church (laughs) yeah i grew up going to church um and like laughing was necessary because it's a it's a long time and like i mean my mom would not she'd be like kate you give respect to this respectful place we're in but my dad would be like or sharing a hymnal book and he would just like cover the last line and then look at me and I'd be like <laughs> you months and we'd have to and then I'd like sometimes like you know so then you start like looking ahead and then you cover it for him or what sometimes you just got to do is just sing very loudly nonsensical words yes. and the rest of church I mean they're so old they can't quite hear <laughs> And as long as, you know, me and my dad are having fun, then isn't that? So I spread it to my niece and my nephew, too. Now I'm just like, (laughs) I sit behind them. I'm like, Austin, (laughs) Austin. She's like, what? I'm like, what? Who was that? Like, just the class, you know, the classics. Yeah, I don't know. But like, those are my fondest memories of church is like uh, of doing that and just like, you know, yeah. Otherwise, I'd zone out. Yeah. It's so boring that I That's think it. that you either have to like if if the pastor, priest, or whoever says something funny, it's like ten times as funny because you're just so deprived of any like yeah. stimuli. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you can make fun like on your own time, it it makes extra. You know, like if you're really really hungry and hot and tired and thirsty, and you go to a restaurant, and it doesn't matter what they serve you, it's just like ten times better than the best pillow is fatigue. Yeah, yeah. and so I. I think that like you're so bored and so numbed that any stimuli becomes so enhanced. It's like that Sunday when you walk in and you look at the hymnal board. I don't know if other, but in my Lutheran church, it was like they had all the priests. You could look up and be like, you'd all the, you know, you'd mark your pages. They're like, oh, 620. Perfect. Yeah. You got all the ribbons. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Lutheran church. Right. Okay. Okay. Good. Like good. Good. Um, And it was just like you, if you saw like, 
more than three, you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like on Christmas service, there's 10. You're like, how do we have time for it? <laughs> I've only got three ribbons. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I was like very churchy for a very long time until maybe last summer when I decided to just sort of stop, uh, which was great. It was nice. Um, but like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was always nice for me. Like I was never like the most like reverent person, you know, like I would I would screw around. I would like, you know, chat with people next to me. Simon and I would text each other from like across the room, you know, um, but my favorite was uh the church that I went to for all the faults that it had was very like cool with kids hanging out in the sanctuary during the yeah. service, which like not a lot of churches were yeah. in my experience. And uh, this one was very good about that. So like all the kids would be running around at the back, especially like the toddlers who like, you know, wouldn't get anything out of Sunday school, but like didn't necessarily want to be oh, in the no, nursery. We still with ship the them downstairs. Yep. I mean, Just yeah, to have fun enough. with the arts and crafts, <laughs> yes. you know. But <laughs> also, it. like the, um, you know, the peace be with you. That's mm-hmm. a great time for that's jokes. That's a good time. Totally. Yeah, right? that's a good and time for like. And the peace be with you, dear brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like just crush their hands. It's like, is that enough peace for you? <laughs> and my grandma's like, Kate, stop, you know. <laughs> You're breaking my yeah, hands. My dainty fingers, Kate. Oh, man. But yeah, I used to love like, I would always sit at the very back because I needed to be near the soundboard. Oh, you're a bad church no. boy. It was it was partly that I like constantly had to get up and take a dump and partly that like I was constantly? one of the like, oh, I have to shit every like hour. It's a miracle that I can ever podcast. Um, but like I, so I would need to get up and go to the bathroom. And I was also one of like three people who knew how to work the soundboard. And so I needed to be near the soundboard in case there were problems. Right. And uh, so I'd sit at the back, but then also everyone else at the back were the people with the tiny children and so I would just be sitting there cracking up because the toddlers would be doing weird shit and it's like oh look at that one that's it like she's like sticking her shoulders up near her ears and running toward us with a funny face light bright just coming out of that one's nose like yeah exactly what fun so yeah I think people can laugh in church I think people should laugh in church it's like I guess it's all about community building because that and I like I don't know about your experience with Lutheranism honestly I rarely run into anyone else who's uh was raised Lutheran. Well, so. like Canada, yeah, it's not as, it's very Catholic yeah. here in Quebec. Yeah. It, yeah, and so I was, yeah, I was uh, born and raised in southern Ontario, and there's a lot of Germanic towns, mm-hmm. so obviously. Everyone's Lutheran or. Uh, yeah, or nothing, Mennonite. you know. Yeah. Midwest uh, yeah, is. Well, that's it. My parents live at actual, it's called, like, Google's like, you've checked into Mennonite Corner. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Sounds like fun. <laughs> and my mom's just, like, pulls out a bonnet, just like, we've changed. No. <laughs> Um, no, but like Lutheranism was so relaxed and like it was yeah. more about community. It was just a place for farmers mm. to meet up once a week because they didn't, weren't allowed, you know, they, they didn't have beer, I guess. <laughs> and so they're like, let's meet at church. And yeah. so even to this day, like after every service, there's cookies and tea. Yeah, yeah you go to the basement, you get you get the little spread of like yeah. croissants and stuff. And oh, you had croissants? Well, I, I can't, I'm sure there was like a fancy a, ass Lutheran <laughs> church that you got. A casserole yeah. or uh, Something. Yeah, we had crocono nights and card nights and mother daughtered. It was just like, mm-hmm. and so during church, like, I don't know. I think it's because there was so few young people too that the pastor was just like would put up with anything. Right. Even in communion, I'd be like, "Hey, Pastor Patricia, what if what if there's no God?" And she's like, "Oh man, like, <laughs> shut up and eat your yeah, wafer." Yeah, seriously, she's like, "Come on, Kate." <laughs> and I'm like, "But you look, you got to respect my gusto." And she's like, "I do though." <laughs> And even when I go back, it's so nice to like all the people are like, oh, Catherine, because their voices can't go. <laughs> Catherine. And it's just so nice. I'm like, hi, Manetta. Like everyone's named Manetta or Ivan um, or Irene. That's it. Wow. Those are the three names. Wow. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Good. Yeah. Feel it now that you all know you've gone. Well, shout out to Manetta, Ivan, <laughs> yes. and Irene. And shout out to Anna, Amos, uh, Liam and uh, the fourth person. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh no, who was the fourth person? I feel bad now. Uh, who was it? <clears throat> oh, uh, Rob Green, of course. Duh. Uh, and shout out to our featured patron for this week, Kendallin. That brings us to the end of our show. If you liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, you can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Uh, share this episode with a friend who, um, who I don't know. Is a Lutheran? Is a Lutheran. Yeah. <laughs> or like 
had fun at church or didn't have fun at church yeah. so they can find out what they're missing. Who's been in a church. Share this um, with your friend who likes anime the most. Modern oh, philosophy. Yeah. Share and this with Jake Donald Gyllenhaal. Trump. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and David Webb. We- oh my God, I miss it. And Webb and Mitchell. David. Oh, David Mitchell. Yeah. Share it with David Webb For sure. Too. Why not? No, his, his, his co-writer partner. is Webb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now I'm blinking on it. Me too. Oh, and I love him so much. I know. <laughs> um, uh, but maybe we'll marry them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. At Kate the Hammer. At Boxless Thoughts. Does anyone have any shows to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on August 14th. Uh, no, but uh, Infamous will have a clothing swap cool. on the 18th. Nice. Everyone welcome. I think House Team, which both Kate and I are on, will have a show sometime next month, but I don't know when. Well, we'll stick the links to those in the description if the links exist. Yeah, look for House Team Night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. And speaking of Upford Network, we just finished an enormous Indiegogo campaign where we raised over $10,000 thanks to support from people like you. Um, and we are now going to yes. read off a list of like 300 names so get ready guys. you say read but i'm going to butcher all of them <laughs> uh so i guess we'll go clockwise sure. so ready. cool <clears throat> so thank you candace pie julian mckenzie nathaniel pearl leanne matthews daniel miller karen yip howard mitnick harry warshaw gabriel meyer heft matt dever kendallin aldrich rob green ari tyros kyla sidora Amanda Mariachi, Cat McGuire, <laughs> David Hall, Will Grant, Natalia Blasser, Nathaniel Ray, Kristen Otis, Cora Beaver, Amos Bohusu, Phil Ad- uh, Adip, Lizzie Tenhove, Ashley Vincent, um, uh, Maro Ajiman. That's uh, Ajiman. That's uh, Ajiman. Ajiman. Yeah, it's uh, Teffer's sister. Uh, Kate's mom, Sheila. Tom Zalatni, Matthew Gro- uh, Goss, Catherine Johnston. <laughs> I really didn't think she would butcher them as much as she is. <laughs> All of them. So much fun. Rachel James, Monica Schneider, Brian Janess, Ashley Arenata, Kentel Thomas, Andres Maniste, Adam Winnick, Anne Kaplan Smith, Chris Vroom. That's an amazing name. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. My former roommate. Really? Room. Room. That's awesome. Chris, sh- sh- double shout out. Uh, Damien Uthayakumar. Oh, Nina Hermes. Uh, Georgia Barrett Lamy. <laughs> Ashley Crouch. Uh, I've lost my place. Angela Sitwell. Tefra Jemian. Selena Mullen. Angie Mpello. Sarah Elder. Michelle Demore. Liam Julian. Angel Hebert. Victoria Blaze. Uh, Stephanie Pellucci. Thomas Barnwell. Victor Fay. Scott Evans. Heather Kaufman. Cam Wilson. Vanessa Chan. Kathleen Johnson. Daniel Wilkenfeld. Ed Gorowski. Alan Doucette. Derek Johns. Sweelip. <laughs> <laughs> so some people just gave us like screen names and not their real names. Swallop. Uh, Erica Jarzma. Carol Mason. Sheila Bell. Eva Petrus. Samuel Ravi. Brad Aon. Erica Stutchberry. Anastasia Chani. Mohammed Shahid. Nick Rayburn. Taya Blossom. Mark Andre Dagnius. <laughs> Malid Jabri. Timothy Brassard. Chloe Lalonde. <laughs> Lo- <laughs> not at all. You're not, even, you're not even getting close. <laughs> I apologize to all of you. <laughs> Sam Baker. Joey McIntosh. Kaylee Valentine. Oh boy, Matthew Almengo Raymond, Isaac Abram. Oh, sorry, Abramo Abramowitz. See how it feels. Catching your <laughs> yeah, Anastasia. Oh God, I Katsulis. Alyssa McKenzie, Orla Cunningham, Emma Lorick. <laughs> Do you want to share that one again? No, <laughs> Emma Lorick, Stephanie Montagne, Sanya Malik, Nicholas Amel, Myra Miller, Eliana Salt, John Daniel Aruz. Veronica Tamburo. Dawes2975. Shannon Kenarko. Karenko. Laurent Pitt. Aaron Dunlop. 
Uh, Dustin and Kagan Fleming. Safia Ahmad. Marguerite Rowland. Mackenzie Ladd. Julien Arsenault. uh, Kira Paquette. Jody Haig. Casey Poshis. Zachary Alberts Gill. Austin Wilcox Lloyd. Patrick Walling Lapierre. Yay, Patrick. Hey. That's our patron, Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Number one, Pat. Lapierre. Lapierre. Philip Mayhew Gay. Serena Elkarat. <laughs> okay, this next one says MR Jason, but I really thought for a second it was Mr. Jason. Mr. <laughs> so shout out to Mr. Jason. Lucas Thou. Sean Hannigan. John Milton. Tatiana Friesen. Maverick O'Malley. Caitlin Brownfield. Jonathan Pye. Kate Annett. Rita Sab. Lauren Lagosh. Bianca. Mm, uh, Mer- Condante? Yeah, Mercadante. That's amazing. <laughs> Brendan Guidon. Cynthia Larish. Kate Hammer. <laughs> Will Attar. Ellie Boussoulet. Vithu, uh, oh no, no, I'm skipping this one. Somebody else butcher it. <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, Vitu Namasivayam. Thank you. Uh, Kenneth Gibson. Cherish. Krish. Wait. Krish. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chris with an H. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Sherman. Emmanuel <laughs> Matthews. Sorry. I'm still stuck that you put an H on the end of Chris. <laughs> Chris. No, no, no. This person's name was just Chris. I was copy pasting all of these. Oh, I think it said Chris with an Oh, okay. Chris. Okay, so it is Chris. Okay, Chris. great. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Matthews. Uh, Rob, oh, no. Rob Bradley. Carlea Duque. Uh, Thomas Chernitsky. Dean Mikuluk. Uh Angela Smith. Adrian Vactor. Katie Warren. John Sabag. Julian Rice. Lauren Pinsler. Katie Puccinat. Uh, Jesus. I should just give up. Uh, Pagnuccio? Pagnuco. Pagnuco. <laughs> Tim Tsai. Rachel Kirsten. Oh, there's another page. Page two. Uh, Albert, Albert Chabark. Lynn Lan Nguyen. Daniel Ponero. Stephen, oh, uh, Stephen Finley. Hey. Jackie Cooper. James Radley. Taylor Migner. Oh, you skipped Shanna, Shanna Bernier. Bernier. Sorry. Uh, Caleb? Caleb Just Clark? Caleb or Caleb Clark J. Hawes. I guess, yeah, I guess. Oh, no, there should be a comma there. That's Caleb okay. Clark and J. Hawes. Joshua Castillo. Uh, I, I think I've unlearned how to read. Asela <laughs> uh, Rossellini? Raul, Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa Rossellini. Uh, Raul Gandhi. Brandon Adams. Uh, Stephen uh, Kasafi. Masin Zahid. Kirubel Mahari. Tim Blass. Justin Johnson. Sean Mangahas. Alexandra Forkine. Ivanka Galadza. Britton Kendall. Thalia Chow. Louisa Kucheru. Matthew Kozicki Chebruk. I'm glad you had that one. Uh, Alex MT. I'm glad you had that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie Jarzma. Sarah Lab. Birch and Raul Vald uh, Julie. Tamika Jemian. Ben Gurr. Lee Harold Sterling. Baba Brinkman, who's um, got a show off Broadway that I was supposed to mention in last week's episode and forgot to. Sorry, oh, Baba. Cool. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> just, I just want a whole bunch of silence after that. Google him. He's great. Baba. Jason Shank. Uh, Terrell uh, Joseph. Rob Naylor, the original voice of DW. Wendy Hermes. Uh, Josh Wright. Lillian Herms. Okay, I thought you had another fun fact for everyone that you were saying. <laughs> no. Mariah Simmons. Moira, I believe. Oh, Mor- Moira. <laughs> no, that's Mariah. Is it Mariah? <laughs> I am the worst. I'm so bad. It looks like Moira. Uh, John, uh, Ron Hall. Jonathan 4400. Christy Joy Frost. Jacques Emmanuel Belizier. Despina D. Ali Slominski. Corey Baldwin. Rebecca Nemeroff. Peter Selagi. Michael J. Shaw. Josh Budman. Brad Kane. Alexandra DePaulo. Christopher Oben. Kelly Kinslow. Oben. I know him. Oh. It's Christopher Oben. <laughs> you know the next <laughs> one. Good win. Kelly Brian. Kinslow. Yeah. Uh, Brian Schoen, my brother. Bob Babinski, my childhood neighbor. Matthew Langlois. I don't know you, but I like you. He's great. He's okay. in Toronto. Okay. Uh, Shavini Batia. Jackie Parkinson. Fatima Ahmed. Melanie DeRoshi. Uh, Emmanuel Blay. Nirmal Desay. Jamie Goldsmith. Vinnie Francois. Alex Steinbrenner. Uh, Jiso Kim. Sandra Gelly. Jacqueline Belanger. Sylvie DeRocher. Lindy Brunarski. 
Juice. That's amazing. Juice de Rocher. Hannah Buckholder. Alex Perez. Amena Ahmed. Colin Harris. Soline Genevieve. Ika Tongo. Fearless Freep. <laughs> Emna Sure. Justin Locke Valverde. Edmund Nankum Zoku. Inga Knuth. Sonia Klinsky. Brian Stanger. Uh, Suzanne King. Oh, what happened to Abe Pellerin? Wait. Oh, wait. wait. You did you? I okay, skipped Suzanne. one. Abe <laughs> Pellerin. Matthew Parizat. Parveen Ahmad. Chain Chernitsky. Belinda Moy. Loretta Claudefelter. Uh, Claudia Chernitsky. Uh, Carly Knappman. Chris Croteau. Jason LeMay. Uh, Sarah Moser. Alex Lafontaine. Jill Lalonde. Jean-Terry Zinzu. Dominique Blain. Marco Antonio Angulo <laughs> Sanchez. Cameron McNiff. Nicole Bills. Antoniette, oh, that's beautiful. Antonietta Pastorelli. Jacob Feldman. Tapio Kirkinen. Elise de Busak. Scotty Mad- No, I was going to do it in fun voice, but I lost it. Scotty Malergno Fortra. Intudes. Alex Ekstrom. Benedict Poirier. David Rudin. Fabio Gatti. David Levan. Julia Wolf. Andrea Vien. Brianna Blackwell. Benjamin Ben Susan. Gordon Bailey. Bianca Molnar. Daniel Rainville. Adrian Miranda. Lauren Wood. Lucas Shannon. Laura Lee Rhodes. And Peter White. Fuck. Oh, that was hard. That was a lot of names. Thank you to all of you. That was Thank like 300 so people. Much. I apologize to all of you. <laughs> Uh, and thank you to you guys listening Uh, we'll see you next week when we won't have to read a list of 300 names (laughs) bye Bye.